Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. This week, part two of my interview with Armin Contain on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk and the Story of Professional Gambler Billy Walters. This guy was an incredible gambler, an amazing businessman, and this brilliant new book is packed with the fascinating stories of Billy's life. Even has a couple of chapters on the system he used to become one of the greatest sports bettors ever. And we are going to talk with the writer who brought this story to life. Armin Katain is a multi-Emmy award-winning journalist and did an incredible job in collaboration with Billy Walters to write this book. When we come back, part two of my interview with Armin Katain on the book, Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 30th, 2023. In September, the online casinos in New Jersey posted their second highest revenue figure ever. According to the Division of Gaming Enforcement, Garden State Online Casinos generated over $163 million for the month, which is more than a 21% increase from September of 2022. So far in 2023, online casinos in Jersey reported over $1.4 billion in revenue. In just a three-week period, almost a dozen cars have been stolen from a parking garage at the Potawatomi Casino Hotel in Milwaukee. From September 24th to October 17th, police report that 11 cars have been stolen from the property, with most of those cars being either Kias or Hyundais. Potawatomi officials say they will monitor the parking lots and its entrances with video cameras 24-7. And finally, according to the Nevada Gaming Control Board, a gambler who has been kicked out of a casino but went back in and won jackpots must be paid his winnings. The player named Ron Wilson allegedly snuck back into the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite after the casino trespassed him seven times. Regardless of the ban, Wilson went back and won three jackpots, totaling more than $2,000 over several months. The board determined Wilson should get his winnings. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Why, you cheap crook, stealing a baby's bank. It's only a lend-lease. I figured a bet on the 50 to one shot and double the baby's money. Why, you imbecile. Why don't you pick a 100 to one shot and triple it? Oh, okay. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This week, part two of my interview with Armin Contain on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk and the Story of Professional Gambler Billy Walters. This guy was an incredible gambler, an amazing businessman, and this brilliant new book is packed with the fascinating stories of Billy's life. The one thing that the general public became aware of Billy Walters was because of his relationship with Phil Mickelson. What was Billy's relationship with Phil? Certainly Billy was an incredible golfer. He was involved in golf courses and golf course development. He played in some pro-am events. What is the relationship between Phil and Billy? And I I know they were betting together as well. Oh yeah. Well, it's a, I would say it's a, it's another one of the heartbeats of the book, I think. And it certainly made, 
a lot of headlines when the book first came out. But um, I think Billy saw in Phil, A, a lot of himself um, in in Billy's wilder days in terms of gambling and and, uh, in Phil's own now very public self-admitted addiction to sports gambling. Um, But they first met in 2006 at the AT&T where Phil was playing and Billy was a partner with Frederick Frederick Jacobson and they was a, the final round of a, um, and both Phil and Frederick didn't play well that day, but Billy said all they did was he and Phil was talk about sports and sports gambling. And, um, and then they met again two years later at the, what was then the Wachovia, now the Wells Fargo in, in Charlotte in the locker room. And Phil said to Bill, Hey, I hear you do partnerships. And by then, Billy was up and running in a big way with his own sports gambling mm-hmm. operation. And he said, well, I, yes, I do. Um, you know, as long as, you know, you can bring a bank account to it and you have places to bet at, at either I don't bet at or at limits that I can't get. And Phil had both. So that, be, that began a, a five-year betting partnership where Billy made all the bets and they split mm-hmm. the, um, the wins and losses. Phil put up half the money. Billy put half the money up. No different than Billy had with dozens of other people. Um, it just was Phil Mickelson. Um, and then, you know, Phil would bet outside the partnership and Billy would um, make those bets, not take those bets, make those bets on behalf of Phil because he mm-hmm. could either A, he was neutral on the game, or B, he could use those bets to cover up some of the stuff that he was doing um, in his own operation. So that went on for for five years. Um, when when Billy got indicted um, and the news broke in 2016, you know that was the that was the beginning of the end of their um, of their betting partnership. Yeah, and where the relationship really fractures and I won't go into it in chapter and verse, but it's in the book. It really fractures when, when Billy believes and Phil had expressed to others that he would testify on Bill's behalf um, in the Southern district of New York, that Billy had never provided him any kind of inside information on a, on a stock Dean food stock or anything else in order for Bill or excuse me, for Phil to, to make money and pay off um, gambling debts to, to Bill. It was just a complete fallacy that was created by the Southern District of New York, and Phil allowed it to happen because he was caught up in a money laundering investigation involving bets outside his partnership with, with Bill. And uh, it was complicated, but yeah. it's all documented in court cases as we outline in the book. Billy Walters is a lot of things, but when you give your word to Billy Walters that yeah. you're going to do something and you don't do it, well, that's the beginning of the end um, of, a, of a friendship. And Billy has been very vocal in the interviews that he's done that he firmly believes that Phil had testified on his behalf in the, in the Southern District of New York in front of the jury that he would have walked away a free man on the on the 10 counts of insider trading that he was charged with open to debate, but not to Bill Walters. And, um, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also some of the things that Phil had said publicly after Billy was indicted, 
Um, and I have the exact transcript from the press conference that he held at the memorial in May of, or June 1st, 2016, where he basically throws Billy under the bus saying, oh, I have to be more careful about people I associate with. Like, you know, it was Billy's fault, not Phil's fault. And um, so, yeah, pretty toxic. You yeah, know, yeah. right now. And, well, um, let me ask you about that case, because it, it, I, I was shocked to find out. I mean, it, it's a case where the government actually did some underhanded things and leaked grand jury testimony during the case. I mean, activity that they actually admitted to. And I, I'm shocked the judge let that go forward. But was it the the, the, the reason why Mickelson didn't put out a public statement or testify to help Billy, was it because of the money laundering investigation that Mickelson was a part of at that time? No question. Mm -hmm. He was, he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, he took the fifth, they, they let him skate on the, yeah. they let him walk on the money laundering investigation. And one of the people that he, um, wired $2.75 million to, to pay off the offshore bet at, at, at Chris, um, was charged with money laundering and actually went to was sentenced to a year and a day in prison and, and spent time in prison. Um, Phil was never charged in that case, which is a little hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he also hired um, Greg Craig, who was uh, President Obama's chief White House counsel. So think about the kind of juice that yeah. Greg Craig had with um, the SEC, the Justice mm -hmm. Department, the um, the Southern District of New York. Um, and so Phil was able to negotiate, to his credit, negotiate the deal where he um, uh, purposely would not testify in Billy's trial in exchange for being given a pass on the money laundering investigation. Um, that, that's just the facts. But as yeah. you alluded to, um, and I have all the documents, including the um, ex parte letter, the 12-page ex parte letter that Preet Bahara wrote to the judge, Castell, admitting um, the incontrovertible fact that a senior supervisory FBI agent in the New York office, the FBI office, a guy by the name of David Chavez, repeatedly, repeatedly, criminally leaked secret grand jury testimony to reporters from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times in order to construct a story, series of stories that ran in both the Journal and the Times that implicated Bill, Phil, Nicholson, and Carl Icahn mm -hmm. in a potentially illegal insider trading case involving Clorox, which yeah. turned out to be complete BS. But they had Billy in their sights, and as I said, when you get into the sites of the Southern District of New York, the Sovereign District of New York, and it's a Bahara, the most powerful U.S. attorney in the country, without question, you are fighting. And I don't think Bill really understood um, just how big of a target he had on his on his back. Yeah, yeah. And as we, you know, outline in the in those chapters in the book, um, I don't think Bill got the best representation. Mm -hmm. um, from his attorneys, um, he had a white shoe attorney who had a very big time reputation, but in my mind, and I've seen it time and time again from my work, you know, at CBS news and real sports, you want a street fighter. 
you know, yeah. you don't want a white collar, white shoe attorney in there. And I read the opening statement and the closing argument by this attorney. And they were, I mean, I was, I, I almost at times I was like, I can't believe I'm reading this. I can't believe how, how bad this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how never did ever did the real Bill Walters ever come to life in that trial. And, and Bill will admit today the biggest mistake he ever made was not testifying on his own behalf. But, um, you know, Dave, think about it. Um, you know, you're 71 years old. You're convicted on 10 counts of insider trading. You're a multimillionaire, hundreds of millions of dollars, but you're going to prison. Yeah. And you're going to go, they think it's a, you know, federal prison camp, Pensacola, that it's some club fed. Mm-hmm. It's anything but a club fed. Now it's not, you know, it's not Marion, um, but it's, it's not a country club. And at 71, to me, that was the most interesting part of the book to write. Cause yeah. I'm just thinking in my own mind, I'm 70 years old. I mean, tomorrow I could be, you know, handcuffed and walking through a gate to spend the next 31 months of my life behind bars mm-hmm. for a man who, you know, had his own private plane, had people doing things for him all day long. If he said, you know, jump, they went, how high, Mr. Walters? And now all of a sudden you're behind bars. To me, that's the fact that he came out of that mm-hmm. um, and the relationships that he formed there and what he does now, as you mentioned, for hope for prisoners, yeah, putting money, amazing. helping rehabilitate people that have lives have been upended and changed and destroyed behind bars. I mean, I'm like, it's hard to believe, honestly, that somebody would think about that instead of being bitter and wanting to do whatever they can to, to just get as far away possible from a prison life. No, this is a man who's helped people. He's changed people's lives in prison that he met. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to get on the, you know, on the soapbox, but that's, That's pretty amazing as far as I'm concerned. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. You're listening to House of Cards. 
Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. <laughs> Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of liquid focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. What is his feelings toward Phil Mickelson? I mean, it seems like Phil could have made this all go away with just one statement or one press release. I mean, last year I interviewed Alan Shipnook about his great book about Phil Mickelson, and I can remember saying, it's a great book, but wait till Billy Walters comes out with his book. I mean, what is Billy's feeling toward Phil now? Is there's hard feelings? Is he just the time of day if you mm-hmm. ask for it. I mean, there's a scene in the book, and you've read it, so you know it's at the end, mm-hmm. where they meet on the range. I mean, yeah. Billy lives at the same same place that, you know, same golf course that Phil does. I mean, they're in Rancho Santa Fe, California. <clears throat> they're both members of Rancho Santa Fe Country Club, and they met on the practice tee, um, the practice range, um, you know, five years after Billy had been, um, had gone into prison. And Phil had never reached out, never a letter, never a call, never a nothing. Mm-hmm. And he tried to say, you know, I'm really sorry. <clears throat> this is what, and Billy just stopped. He said, cut the bullshit. You know, that this, I know exactly what you did, why you mm-hmm. did it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there, there's no shortage of people that um, have certain amount of feelings towards Billy Walters and vice versa. Um, Billy's very opinionated about his feelings about certain individuals. I think on the, I never want to speak to him again, the rest of my life list, Phil would be at the top of that list. Um, that's how disappointed and deeply hurt and angry, uh, that Bill is about Phil's reluctance to stand up for Bill when he, when, when he needed it the most. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, literally his life was on the line and, um, you know, Phil being Phil, who did he think of first? He thought of Phil. Yeah. And um, and I'm not the first person to ever say that, as you know, having talked to Alan. Um, and, you know, I love that book. And, and you know, Alan and I talked uh, considerably, you know, both on the record and, and off the record as he was writing it. And, um, you know, I, I've seen Phil in action. I've seen him at Tory where he and Ricky Fowler were the only um, tour players that just stood and signed for 45 minutes after, you know, their practice round. And he is a man of the people, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty clear now from some of the, the words that have come out of Phil's mouth that he's lived a very complicated life. And I think to Bill's credit, because we have 
many discussions about this, and it and it honestly changed right up until the end. Um, how deep do you want to go? How personal do you want to get? Um, how much of what we know and had can, and is totally documented do we want to put in the book? And I think to Bill's credit, um, there's enough there to know that Phil was a absolutely addicted, unbelievable um, amounts of money that he spent gambling. Yeah. Um, but steered clear of the other stuff. And I think to Bill's credit, that you know that says a lot about Bill. I got to tell you, after reading your book, I mean, you alluded to this before, I have become a huge fan of Billy's wife, Susan. I mean, I can't think of a more understanding <laughs> spouse. I mean, you have a story where Billy came home one night and he lost a million dollars and people don't try that at home, but uh, she's amazing and supportive and always there for him. T tell us about Susan and what does she mean for Billy's life? Oh, I think she's the North star for Billy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Billy Walters would be anywhere near the man he is today, the multimillionaire he is today, the philanthropist that he is today. If it wasn't for Susan, um, it's so funny, you know, Sue, her last name was Humphreys, her maiden name. And the first person that Billy ever played golf with, and that's a hysterical story, <laughs> with, was Johnny Humphreys. And they're playing at Bobby Nichols course, mm -hmm. nine hole course in Louisville. And Billy shows up, you know, he, he doesn't know boo hoo about golf. He shows up with no clubs, no shoes, no nothing. And, and, Johnny goes, like, Billy, where's your clubs? He goes, clubs? What do you mean clubs? They need clubs? So they had to go in and get, you know, rentals and all that stuff. And then, you know, Billy's like, well, what are we, what are we playing for? And Johnny goes, Billy, you've never even swung a club in your life. We're playing for, we're not going to play for money. He goes, if we're not playing for money, I'm not, I'm, I'm going home. I mean, if we're not playing for money. So the Humphreys family, Susan's father and mother, dad was a gambler, you know, penny ante stuff, but um, you know, they have poker games on Friday night and Billy went over there one time. Susan was 16. Billy was 19. He was known as country, but he looked like he was 35. You know, he just was like, Susan was like, you know, first time I saw him, I thought he was like as my, old as my dad, you know, cause he was just beat up. But they, Susan got married and eventually divorced. Billy was divorced. Um, they met up. Um, first time they ever really were, went someplace together. Naturally it was on a junket to Vegas. Billy gets drunk on the plane and, you know, doesn't even wait for the people on the plane to get on the bus to take him to the Riviera. He mm -hmm. gets in a cab and now he's taking Susan out there. They're sleeping in separate rooms because Susan said, you know, I can't do this in front of my, I want to be the right thing in front of my parents, friends and things. Mm -hmm. By the time she gets to the hotel, Billy is passed out at the blackjack table. <laughs> Susan, to her ever-loving credit, just goes, oh, well, okay. You know, I'll go out with my friends and, you know, I'll, I'll spend the weekend. And, and Billy was like, you know, normally a woman would be like, okay, I'm done with you. But that wasn't Susan. She mm -hmm. saw something in Bill. She saw that fire. She saw that drive. She saw that ability to hit rock bottom and find your way to the top. Not once, not twice, but... I mean, Billy's probably been broke a hundred times in his life, yeah. including, you know, you mentioned that million dollars, Dave. He comes home one night and Susan goes, how did, how did you do? Oh, well, I, I lost a million dollars and then another <laughs> 150000 in credit. 
And I mean, I've been married to the same woman for 43 years. If I came home yeah, and said right. anything remote, I mean, oh yeah, honey, I just lost 10,000, right? Um, I would be sleeping in the garage. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And Susan just goes, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll make it back. We'll make it back. And I'll tell you something too, is it's not as prevalent um, as it, but you see, you see moments of it. Susan was a partner with Billy mm-hmm. in, when Billy was betting and had his operation. I mean, when they were going through those slips at the end of the night and they're, and they're making sure that everything um, lines up to the penny, it wasn't just Bill Walters. It was Susan Walters right there next to him. Yep. And she, when they were betting, you know, big games, and they would be in Chip Reese's um, living room and they'd have bowls on their head, you know, p- pretending they were on the defensive line for a goal line stand. Susan was right there with Billy. And uh, um, she's become really good friends with my wife. Um, and my wife is a really good judge of character. And she loves Susan. And I think Susan has a great heart. And a lot of what Bill's philanthropy is because of Susan is right there next to him um, the whole time, um, believing in it and, and, and contributing to it. So I think that's one of the great blessings of Bill's life. And it's a, it's interesting because I think, Dave, as, as the book was evolving and people were reading it, um, people that I respect and getting a first look at it, the, one of the first things they said was, I need to know more about Susan. I need to know mm-hmm. more about Billy's relationship with Susan. Um, she's, we don't want to make her a, a wooden character you yeah. know, in this book. And so I spent a lot of time on the phone with Susan and in person with Susan just building out the relationship and building out the scenes um, and building out her feelings about, you know, I mean, what it was like for her when Billy was in prison. Yeah. Um, she made hundreds of trips every weekend. She was in Louisville and she had to fly through Atlanta, Atlanta to Pensacola. The, the gates would open up at, at like five o'clock on Friday for visiting hours. Susan would be there every single time, no less than two hours before the gates opened. They'd opened at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Susan would be there at five thirty at six, so she could be the first in line to get to the vending machine, so she could get Bill the food that he wanted to eat because he couldn't eat out of the commissary. So all these not so little things that she did uh, because she loves Bill and she believes in Bill. I think that that love story, that part of the book, is a really it's very appealing to yeah. people. Um, on a different level. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. 
Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. Well, one thing a lot of sports bettors have been waiting for is the fact that Billy revealed his system for sports betting. I, I think those two chapters will be the most highlighted and written on pages of your book for a lot of sports bettors. Why did Billy think now was the right time to reveal his secrets of sports betting? Well, that's a good question. I mean, uh, he's 77 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not getting any younger. We've talked about, you know, the next 10 years of Bill's life, he feels like I'm going to I'm really going to enjoy my life. You know, I think he'll tone down the, certainly the betting to a dull roar at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never, you know, he's turned down tens of millions of dollars over the years to, to reveal his secrets. And I think because sports gambling is legal now, he sees what's going on with um, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, you name them, um, where the odds are really stacked against the, the recreational better, the average better, um, a first time better getting in and trying to understand the system. You know, we spent a lot of time um, coming up with sort of the, the betting tips, but also backing those tips with really hardcore data. I mean, I was blown away by the amount of information that Billy has um, at his fingertips from not only his brain trust, but, um, 
what is it now? They, I think they had the NFL games back in 1974, every season back to 1974. But just things, and I'm looking at it right here, Dave. I mean, shop around, set up mm-hmm. multiple accounts yeah. so you can compare spreads and prices, favorites early, underdogs late, injuries, how important they are to a game outcome. Um, you know, every player in the league on Billy's system has a, um, a point total a value associated with that player. So whether it's Tom Brady in his um, time or Joey Bosa now or, or Dak Prescott or somebody like that, learn the value and how to buy half a point. Um, half a points are critical. The value of numbers, the value of the number three, seven, 10, 14, 17, but really the value of the number three, you know, 8% of the games back to the 1970s um, the winning team is won by three points. I mean, it's it's far and away the most, as you know, the most valuable number in professional football. Mm-hmm. Parlays and teasers, fun bets, but just a terrible place to try to make any money. Mm-hmm. 30% profit by the books compared to 5% on other bets. Money management system, um, discipline. Um, you know, I've got family members who, you know, have the apps on their phone and I've become a you know, the preacher who just says, mm-hmm. you know, you have to figure out how much money you want to lose. Um, yes, you're going to have some big wins. God bless you. You want to parlay. But over time, um, you have to treat it as unless you're doing what Billy Walters are doing, a lot of the sharps are doing, the people who listen to your program are doing. Mm-hmm. They spend an inordinate amount of time trying to get the right number value. Yeah. You know, that was Billy's biggest thing, the value of a number. And if you're not doing that and you're just enjoying it, then you should, and here I'm going to get on the soapbox, but <laughs> you have to realize how much money you want to lose. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's a really, I, I'm a little more having spent so much time in this world the last three years and having done a number of sports gambling stories <laughs> now dating back into the eighties as we started the conversation. Yeah. I think there's a reckoning coming and I think it's going to be um, very, very difficult on marriages and on, on certain people's um, bank accounts. Um, and I'm not saying something that hasn't happened sure, sure. for people to spend a lot of time in casinos. So, but now with, what is it now? 38, 40 States where it's legal. Yeah. Um, you know, I think August, I, we, I just saw the, I think I just saw the August numbers in New York, more than a billion dollars was bet in New York, pretty close to it in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada, I think was third with almost 500 million, but there's hundreds of billions of dollars are going to be bet this year legally in the United States on sports. And to think that's not going to have an impact on society down the line, I think you're, you know, whistling in the wind. So, and I think that's where, your audience, you know, irregardless of the stories of Billy Walter's life, I think those two chapters are worth every penny of whatever the book costs on Amazon oh, these days, $21. For $21, if you can get all the Billy Walter's secrets on, and I mean all of them, sports yeah. um, gambling, that's a pretty good investment as far as I can see. 
as I said, it's an incredible book. If you like stories of the who's who in Las Vegas, the ins and outs of sports betting, and I guarantee you, you will never look at a roulette wheel the same way after you read the story about <laughs> Billy Walters and Steve Witt. Who the hell thinks of this? It's amazing. Only Billy can think of that. But but I have to ask you uh, what you alluded to. I mean, a lot of young people are getting into sports betting now. A lot of them see sports betting as a way to make a lot of money really quick. How should they view the story of Billy Walters? Is it a success story? Is it a cautionary tale? Is it a rising from the ashes kind of story? Is it all of the above? What would you say about the life I think of Billy it's Walters? All of the above, but I, yeah. I, that's a very good question. Um, I think it's all of the above, but in the end, I think it's a cautionary tale mm-hmm. because if unless you're willing to put in the time and the money. Um, and I think more the time than the money, but Billy would spend millions of dollars every year um, with his brain trust, getting the numbers in getting a system. And that system would change every year based upon um, a certain set of um, parameters that were, you know, they would look and they would go. I mean, I think they did hundreds and hundreds of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Um uh, they would go through and look things hundreds of times to see if they, if they had done something different. So unless you're willing to devote your life to something like that, I think, I think sports gambling the way it is now, I've been out at Circa. Um, I've been at the South point because I'm working on something that has to do with sports betting now with those two casinos. And I think it's, it's fantastic at times to be there during the final four or the super bowl and, 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 the customer service and all that stuff, and you can have a great time, but you have to realize that this is a form of entertainment. And just like going to dinner or going to the movies or going to um, vacation, um, the smart play is to realize that that's a finite amount of money that you're spending. And when that, when that bell rings and that's the end of your bankroll, the last thing you want to do, I think is to say, okay, I'll put it on a credit card or I'll borrow from, Peter to pay off or to bet some more. I think to me, that's what, and Billy's pretty clear about that in the book, um, the discipline. Uh, and I think that's what the young um, introductory or recreational gamblers have to understand that this is not, you're not going to get rich doing this. Mm-hmm. Not, not the way the, the odds are 52.38, just to break even. Um, then there's taxes and then there's everything else. I mean, you have to win, 55% of the time to make any kind of money. And, and, and I, I just don't, nobody, very, very, very few people, one, one half of 1% um, are real. And you know your world better than I do. A lot of people say they're making money, but, you know, there's a lot of people talking out yeah. of both sides of their mouth too. So I think, I think in this case, um, understand what it is you're getting into. Enjoy yourself. But show some discipline when when don't chase don't chase losses on Monday night, um, you know, that you've had a bad weekend. Take the take the bullet and, and prepare for the next weekend. So, you know, there's a lot of that. And I think if you look at what Billy's been through in his life and the enormous amount of time and effort that he's put into it, um, there's very, very, very few people that are anywhere near um, the Billy Walters of the world. 36 straight years with a winning record. I mean, there's a reason that that he has that record and it's and it's not luck. Trust me. 
The name of the book is Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, written in collaboration with Armin Katayan. Armin, thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about this incredible book. It's an amazing story, and I urge everyone to pick up a copy. Thanks so much for coming on and telling us about it. Oh, Dave, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot with 50% off almost any one sexy item. Just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, Bow chicka wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 2174 For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. Beating the House is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. 
Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the prop lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code PIKE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code PIKE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a casino. People gotta win sometimes. Now if you'll excuse me, I have a giant colorful check to deposit. Welcome to another edition of Beat in the House. I'm Doug Weishel here with Dave Weishel. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes the world, talking about the different jackpots that have happened in the casino and lottery industries over the past week. If it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on this show. Press releases, keep them coming in. We're getting more and more each and every week we're doing this. Uh, this week we got some uh, both casino, lottery, and uh, sportsbook jackpots to talk oh, about. Okay. We are even going to do our last installment this year of our halloween slots okay so we're gonna be doing some, had some fun with them i had uh i think i played something called halloween jack yes or something like that i don't i i something else i think i played sleepy hollow too last week you mentioned sleepy hollow yep. so i played sleepy that's hollow. still a fun game fun Pretty we fun. got this time we're going to be visiting caesar's palace online the okay new, the new caesar's standalone casino yes. online uh, we're going to start off going out to California. We're going to Palm Springs. Oh, nice. Just south of Palm Springs, I should say, to Rancho Mirage, California. Mm-hmm. We're going to the Agua Caliente Rancho Mirage, to be exact. What is that, hot water? Hot water. Okay. And it's located... Four years of Spanish in high school, that's all I got. Hey, it allows hot you, water. I know what hot water is. allows you to read a casino sign. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this is located on Bob Hope Drive in Rancho Mirage, oh, California, okay. where... Bob Hope had his iconic house right outside of Palm Springs. I, I saw that house. And Beautiful. It, it's ridiculously amazing. Yes. It, it, it's surprisingly modern. Yes. From what, what we're yes. talking about. So, yeah. Well, I think that was one of those times where that area was getting a little bit more Art Deco kind of thing. And it's not even Art Deco. It's real modern. I mean, it's I don't even know if there are sharp edges on the roof kind of thing. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. But it was, it was interesting. Well, we're going to go to Agua Caliento Rancho Mirage, which is located in Rancho Mirage, a little south of Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Hope Drive, Southern California. We have a lucky guest of the uh, Rancho Mirage Casino hitting a $288,000, $790 jackpot on the Little Shop of Horror slot machine. Oh, okay. I've, I've actually seen that on the gaming I've floors. actually played it. Oh, okay. Yes. You played it on the gaming floor? On the gaming floor. I, I, didn't I, haven't, it's not on, I haven't seen it online. I haven't seen it online. So, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw it. Uh, I can't remember which casino I was in, but um, no, I, I actually saw it. So. One of the Atlantic City ones had it. I can't remember which one it was. This was years. This is this is game's been around for a while. You know, when you, when you live in a, you know, Vegas, Vegas people don't know this. If you live in a uh, a casino-rich environment, yes. it's sometimes hard to pick out which games you've seen where. Yeah, so. yeah. It's But it's, uh, I, like I said, this is the first time we're talking about the Little Shop of Horror Machine, too. 
I don't, yeah. I don't even know who makes this one because I was actually surprised uh-huh. to see Little Shop of Horrors paying out two hundred ninety-eight grand. I don't really hear too much about the Little Shop of Horror Machine too mm-hmm. much, but uh, we've got two hundred eighty-eight thousand on a seven dollar and fifty cent bet. Wow! And, okay. and this was just recently, just in time for Halloween. They said so. Yeah, uh, perfect. Beautiful. And um, let's see. According to the press release, the three Agua Caliento casinos. There's three of them. I didn't even know there was three of them. Palm Springs. Right. Rancho Mirage and Cathedral City. They're all in the same location in Southern California. I don't know anything about Cathedral City. I don't even I like the name of it, but I don't know uh where Cathedral City is. Uh it's in a I've been to Palm Springs. Location. Yeah, I've been to Palm yeah. Springs, but I don't, I've never I don't know where Cathedral City is. Well, the three together uh over this last year here, over 370 million dollars in jackpots paid out. Over the last year? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they pay out pretty well. They're good, they're good casinos. Get the Palm Springs yes. and Rancho Mirage and Cathedral City. Now, we're going to be leaving the West Coast because we're in California there. We're going to Boston. All right. And you know who we're going to be talking Encore about here. Encore Boston Harbor. Yes. Because you know why? That's the only casino there is in Boston, exactly. in the Boston area. So when you say we're going to Boston... You know where you're going. Usually, if I'm if we're going to one of the other two, I want, well, I'd, I'd say Massachusetts. And I want to technically say it's technically not in Boston; it's in Everett. Everett. If you notice the name, it's Encore Boston Harbor. Yes. It is on the harbor, Everett. Then you have the Boston Harbor. Then you have Boston. By the way, it's, it's like a block away from Boston city limits. Yes. Yes. So. And they're they're actually still trying to restart the uh, ferry service. Oh, that's, they, that's they, they had they had yeah. stopped it for a while. I don't know if yeah. they still have it going or whatever, but I haven't seen. That's a good the hotel casino. I, I like it. It's uh, you know what I ate there a couple times. They they have a sports bar, a burger up, bar, like a burger is, bar. I don't I don't yeah. know. I forgot the name of it, but it's all different sandwiches with mm-hmm. Boston sports heroes and Boston teams. If, if you're like a Boston that. sports fanatic, yeah, good yeah, place go there. for you. No, I got I got a couple burgers, and I I know it's something something kind of like a Bean Town Burger or some. I don't know what the hell they call it, but it's. It's Boston themed. It's pretty good. It's very good. And I will give them credit. They have one of the more dramatic looking sports books. Yes, that revolving we're, we're, globe. We're not. We we've now the sports bar is upstairs where we eat yes. at. Then we go downstairs to the sports book, which is really great. Yes, and it's got that revolving. I don't even screen, know. Yeah, LED there's, screen that there's changes. A revol- you know, we took some pictures yeah. while we're talking here. Hopefully, you'll grab some of this. Uh, uh, yeah, the, I think I'll try and find some of our old footage. They have a ball, yeah. and I don't know what that ball is. And because, it changes for the sport. They had yeah. golf. They had a golf ball. They had a basketball. Yeah, I don't know what they do for football. They had a baseball. They had a baseball. Any round ball is because it's a. Yeah. Round circular thing that rotates. I don't. I don't, I, I don't what know do they what do they would football? do for football. Uh, maybe. maybe How about they, hockey? I don't even know what they do. Do the they puck. have? It's a they, puck. They have a puck. Yeah, they have okay. a puck. I've I've actually seen the hockey one. Okay. So. But I don't know what they do for football because footballs aren't round. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got two uh, jackpots from Encore Boston two. Harbor. Nice. Yes, right. we have a guest winning two hundred seventy eight thousand eighty six dollars on a Royal Flush and Spades playing blackjack on a five dollar Super Four side bet. All right. Now the Super Four side bet, we've talked about this before. Yeah. A lot of places have it, but it seems to hit an awful lot up in Boston. Can, can I just say I looked twice at this because you said Royal Flush and Spades playing blackjack. I was yes. like, How's that happen? But it was a side bet. Yeah, the Super Four side, yeah, bet, side bet turns it into sort of like a poker game where you have yeah. to make the best poker hand between what you have and what the dealer has. Yeah, I just want to explain that to everyone if yes. they're listening i was like how, how do you do a flush yeah. in uh, blackjack for one for once i didn't misspeak no so it's a uh, royal flush and spades playing blackjack which is 
Really hard to do if you don't do the super four side bet. Yeah. Uh, so 278 grand to that patron. And then we have another patron turning an 88 cent bet into $123,244 on Funan Funu slot. Okay. You know, I, I checked out their website and they had, um, I know you're not mentioning it because it didn't reach a $100,000 jackpot, but they had another jackpot under $100,000, again, with an 88 cent bet. And my question, I think I asked you is that, is 88 cents some kind of marker or something like that? Is that the least you can bet on these machines? Two or reasons. Why for is it 88 cents? Two that reasons. seems like an amazingly random number. Two reasons. It's the minimum bet set okay, for so, right. to buy the machine. And the other thing is 88 has a good luck connotation. Oh, I did not know that. So, yeah. Oh. So. See, I would think 77 would, but I guess that's not a minimum bet. You know, lucky sevens, and I just, 88, I never knew. Well, that's why you have games like 88 Coins, oh. Fortune 88. Oh, okay. You know, Dancing never, Drums even has an 88 cent bet to it as well. Never, never even thought there, There's a good luck connotation not, to the number wow. 88. Wow, that is, so. that's a deep dive into slot oh, yeah. machines. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, okay. that's, that's what we do here. Whatever. Right? Yes. Okay, we're going to leave the East Coast, and we're going to go back out to Nevada. Speaking of what we just talked about, Santa Fe Station at $101,023.40, progressive jackpot on dancing drums. Oh, okay. We just talked about yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's another it's... one of these 88 cent bet, but this one did not say what his bet was for this. Okay. So, but this is on dancing drums is another one 88 cent minimum bet. Okay. But we don't know what the bet was on this one. No. Okay. This was one around about nine o'clock on a Friday night, visiting from out of town on Friday the 13th. Okay. Well, very hey, lucky Friday very the thirteenth. Lucky, 13th. lucky. Uh, and the and it's actually kind of interesting because the progressive for this dancing drum machine at the Santa Fe starts at a hundred thousand. So he may have just hit this right at the right moment. So does that mean since the minimum is a hundred thousand, did someone win it? Someone early? might have won it previously, okay. and then he just came in. He you know it got up about a thousand dollars from where it was reset. Yeah. So hey, um, I'm not complaining. Good no, for him. no, hundred one thousand is <laughs> just as them. good I don't as even anything. Know if so, a man or a woman or whoever. Well, we're going to be leaving all the casinos, all right. and we're going to a sports book. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to a physical sports book. We've got a online sports book with DraftKings. Oh, okay. DraftKings sports book. We have a ten match. Notice what I said: ten match parlay on tennis. Wow. Can't say games; it's that's, matches for tennis. That's pretty impressive. Yep, six set predictions and six match prediction from tournament qualifiers in two different places: Stockholm and Tokyo. Wow, ten match parlay, every leg hit. Bet was twenty eight dollars and sixty cents, which is another random figure. I don't even know. Yeah, why. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the twenty eight. It, it may have been what he had in bonus bets or something. I, I guess maybe. Yeah. And uh, he. Uh, it paid $486,021.92. Well, congratulations to him or her, whoever knows their tennis. So I'll be honest with you. That is something I've never bet on, tennis. I don't uh, know enough about the I did sport it and the different couple players. Times. I was pretty okay with it, but, you know, I'm, it's not my sport. I, I just don't know. I just don't know enough about tennis to actually mm – -hmm. because I haven't actually even – I haven't watched tennis on TV in quite a while, too. I mean, I watch – I catch some of the U.S. Open sure. and some of the other things, but I haven't sat down and watched an entire match. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd be out of my league here with this. But congratulations. I've never heard of a 10-match parlay hitting like that. Good for them. Uh, heading over to our our lottery uh, jackpots this week, we got a Michigan lottery uh, jackpot. We've got a two million dollar winner playing Michigan lottery supreme instant game. The twenty nine year old bought her ticket uh, just 
by happenstance, she decided on the way out of the uh, shopping, go ahead and buy the ticket. Hey, it's an impulse buy. It's an impulse uh, buy. Good impulse. Exactly what it was. Good impulse. She didn't even touch the ticket until she got home. What Normally, when you buy the ticket, you scratch it yeah, and you yeah. do it right there. Yeah, just in case, like if yeah. you win like five bucks or yep. another ticket, you know, you're right there. Yep. Dude, I I don't I I've seen people do it with their fingers and stuff like that to scratch offs or a coin. I I I do it with my fingers. It's like I have silver stuff under my nail, so I don't really scratch it. I've done coins. I've done my fingernail. I've done a, I've, uh, I've done files, nail files, keys. Remember keys? Keys, keys are a good. <laughs> These one. things called keys. Yeah, not the we, fob that we used to have uses. in our for our cars. Yes, no, but no, yeah, I've seen people do it with keys. But she bought her ticket. Just on her way out the store, uh, as a matter of fact, it was an eight-mile food land. That's the name of the store. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, she took it home, scratched the ticket there, and found that she won $2 million. $2 million. Wow. wow. And she took the annuity, uh, the, the lump sum of one point three, rather than take the annuity. Smart. Yeah. Now, we got a Kentucky lottery story that deviates from my $100,000 or more limit here. Okay. Or a plateau. Uh for one reason only, we've got two jackpots from the same town. That's impressive. Small town, Paris, Kentucky. Uh, one man won on a Powerball ticket. A pair of brothers won on fast play jackpot triple sevens. Was that a daily game kind of thing? or It's it's that? just another scratcher kind of thing. Oh, it's a scratcher. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, both, both of these uh, sets of winners bought them a day apart, but came in to collect them on the same day. Where where they collect? I guess the the Kentucky Lottery, lottery office. office. Yeah, okay. right. uh, matter of fact, the Powerball winner kept it a secret from his wife. Told her they were good. No, listen to this. Told her they were going for a ride. Okay, kind of ominous sounding right there. But yeah, uh, right. Uh, told her they were going out for a little bit. He drove her and parked in front of the Kentucky Lottery headquarters. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell her anything. Walked her in and then told well, her he won. He won the Powerball jackpot. It was only fifty. She grand. must ask, why are we here? Yeah. But she, she, they only won one fifty grand, at, okay. instead of the nine hundred sixty million dollar jackpot. That's, that's he missed it a, on the. He didn't get the Powerball. That's still. He only got fifty grand. Wait, 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 wait. he was only. Oh no, he wait. got the Powerball. He winning the ticket was only one number away from winning the nine hundred sixty million. Oh, okay, all yeah. right, okay. So yeah, yeah. so I, so I, I, she obviously, obviously she had to figure something. Out. Well, yeah. why are we here? She, she, she better not have you know been oblivious to the fact they were parked in front I, I of the lottery. I don't know. I don't know. But I just it just seems like, you know, why yeah. why why did you drive here? And the other winners that collected the same day, they uh the uh the McCann brothers, they were playing they got the fast play jackpot triple seven. They uh bought it at the Circle K. They were they say they play scratch offs every day and was walking out of the store when he looked on the ticket at the ticket after he had scratched it off. He scratched it off and put it in his pocket. Oh Okay. He, he took it out when he sat in the car, saw he got triple sevens, wow. which is the jackpot. So they they uh, they won one hundred fifty four thousand nine hundred seventy seven dollars. Wow, nice. nice. They took the lump sum after taxes, one hundred and ten. Not bad. Wait, 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 wait. One hundred fifty four thousand. They took the lump sum, which is after taxes. They got one hundred ten. So they got forty thousand of taxes. Yes. Taken out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pay the forty thousand. Yeah, no, that's, walking that's away fine. I, I was just trying to figure out what the yeah. taxes were and stuff like that. So yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And then we got a last of uh, lottery story. We got a Virginia lottery story. Yorktown man won one hundred eighty-seven thousand on the Virginia lottery online jungle tumble game online, which is okay. obviously a jungle theme yeah. game. Uh, as a matter of fact, the winning symbols are toucans. 
Okay. You know, like the like Toucan right. Sam's. All right. Yeah. Great. So uh, congratulations there. Uh, that's it for this week's uh, Beat in the House. Congratulations to all our winners. Congratulations to all the winners we didn't talk about. There's lots of you out there. We just cut you off at 100000 or more because we'd be here all day talking about all the other all the other jackpots. Press releases, keep them coming in. We love hearing from everybody. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.